What's going on, SPD family? Welcome to episode five. I think this is five. I'm not even sure. But anyways, let's move on. Um, I was thinking about a few things because I'm always thinking. I'm taking this marketing class, so I'll probably end up spitting a bunch of marketing stuff to you guys. But I was thinking about all the people that's involved in the SPD department, all the stakeholders. You have the techs, you have managers, you have the OR, sales reps, EVS, the auxiliary departments like L&D, the cancer clinics and stuff like that. And I'm not even talking about the C-suite, like the CEO and the CNOR and the CFO and all those other cats up there. I'm kind of minimizing it down to the ones I, I just mentioned. And I was wondering the value that they bring to us and the value we can bring to them. So I, I'm not saying that, you know, the, it's all rosy and how easy it is to do this, that and a third, because I know it's not because I've been out there recently. So, but I was just thinking, for instance, like as a tech, and when we look at each other and the value we can bring to each other, I think about situations where you know somebody is struggling in a particular area. Let's say, for instance, you have a brand new tech, never done SPD before, and I've seen situations where they got them doing CVOR sets, they got them doing neuro sets, they got them doing big ortho or bone sets, and I'm, I'm like, Okay, are you trying to run these people away? And it's like, it'll be great for people to just be compassionate enough and say, you know what? Let's start them off on minors, you know, for the week. You know what I mean? Or let's start them off on pill packs or something like that. And the value that you bring to that person and the the importance they have to you. For instance, who wants to do pill packs? Most people never really wants to do pill packs. So if you got some rookies or whatever that's in there, let's put them on pill packs. And that's a great way for them to learn their instruments because they need to label each instrument. You know what I'm saying? And so that brings a great value to the department because all the pill packs getting handled and it's also helping them learn, learn their instruments. And then, um, also, you have older people in SPD. You know, I've been to places where they're like, you know what? They ass need to go. Like, we need to get rid of the old people or the people who move slow. I mean, I kind of laughed at first, but it wasn't funny. And it is kind of true because you're like, they're slowing us down because you can have somebody else who can do twice the work. But if you look at it different and if you frame all that different, it's something for them to do because the fact that they move slower, meaning they pay way much more attention to detail than people that's trying to bust out 50 sets or bust out 60 sets or comparing themselves how many sets they doing per hour. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they need to be the ones doing the CVOR sets or maybe they should be the ones doing the sets that coming up dirty. You know what I mean? I think it's Smith and Nephew. What set is that? I can't even think of what set it is, but it's a set. Baby, when I tell you I can't stand seeing that set coming and it's never taken apart like it's supposed to be. It happened to me. It's never taken apart like it's supposed to be. You can't even tell that it comes apart. This screws out, that screws out. I've been to places where we color coded everything that comes apart to try to minimize the fact that we didn't know to break it down. I think it was a Smith and Nephew. I can't even think. I'm sure you guys know what set I'm talking about. But the people who move slower that are older, that's been there for a thousand years, I'm sure they can break down those sets and they can pay close attention to that. And they'll bring value to us because now those sets are not a problem and they can train other people on those sets. You know what I mean? And then when I look over into the manager, as far as, you know, the stakeholders in the department, I'm thinking like, you know, it's a lot of us that's trying to move on and trying to move up and want to do more than just being a tech. So how about you holler at the manager and find out, you know, other different tasks you can do that's maybe a little bit more administrative that can help you build your skills. 
You know what I mean? Maybe you can cross um, train in another department. Maybe if your department doesn't deal with scopes, maybe every now and then you can go up there and see how they process scopes. You know what I mean? Or maybe you can go to labor and delivery. Or maybe you can go, I don't know. But I'm not saying everybody can do it because I know a lot of places are busy. But it's always a downtime. And it's always room to come in. And it's always that opportunity. And if you never ask, you'll never know. But it'll help you build your portfolio. So when it's time to move forward and time to move on, you develop skills outside of just being a sterile processing tech. And when I say just, I'm not minimizing the position because everything begins and ends in sterile processing. Then when I think of the other stakeholders, I'm thinking of like the OR, the nurses, and the doctors. So like, for instance, I worked in a place where they would have turnovers. And I've been in places, they have the turnover, and they put the tag on the case card. So when you came, it came down to decon, you know, hey, you need to hit that first because it's a turnover. But how about if the OR say, hey, I got a turnover, or I have an instrument set that we're done with. They're still in surgery now. We're done with this set. How about you guys come pick this up and you can start the process now instead of waiting to the end of the case? Do you see how that brings value to everybody? Do you see how much time we can save by not waiting for the end of that case because they still got another hour or whatever on that case? We can get that instrument one set down and get that process going, get it cool, biological, uh, red negative, and it's cool, it's back on the shelf or back on the case card. And how happy the OR be and how happy we're not stressed out because we're waiting for that whole case card to come down. Then we got to sift through everything. And I'm going to tell you another thing too. When the nurse and the scrub tech know that they're going to call you for that set, nine times out of ten, they're going to put all the instruments back in the set. Because trust me, baby, I've been to a lot of places when they I've been down a, a whole heart case come down and it's all jumbled together. And I'm like, okay, so the whole case card is a priority, but everything is mixed up. No, ma'am. So that's one i'm just trying to run through stuff real quick because it just came to me and i was like you know what i better put this together before i forget also add-ons i worked in a smaller hospital and it may only work in a smaller hospital but when they had add-ons because i've been in places too where they have like the computer screen board of all the schedules as you know going on cases that starting and ending and things like that but you're in some places where they don't even have a board for you to see that and you're like oh you're counting the cases because you have the schedule printed out and you're counting the cases you're like oh yeah we're good we're done or whatever yeah people can go home early whatever and then you find out they didn't add on three or four more cases and the OR don't even call you and tell you the lead tech don't even go up there and walk the OR to even see what's going on so everybody's in the blind right so it'd be nice if the OR called down there or we called up there and talked to them like hey do we got any add-ons you know what I'm saying so we'll be ready for those add-ons like okay well what kind of case is it or you know make sure that it's not going to interfere with the cases for the following day because you know they'll pull the case cards and they'll pull instruments from them cases people act like they don't but they do and so you know do we need to reprioritize what we have for tomorrow so i'm thinking that's another way for us to be more involved with the stakeholders and get the job done then I'm looking at the sales reps. Now, I'm talking about the striker and the zimmer and them cats that come in. We tell them to come in 24 hours early. But, of course, they don't do that a lot of the times. And they come in because, let me tell you something, them sales reps, now I didn't talk to them because I talked to a lot of people in a lot of areas and a lot of departments and just asked basic questions because, from my point of view, they pissing me off. But I have to think about it like, what are they going through? So I've talked to a couple of sales reps and they're going 50 miles 
from one hospital to the other. They work in 16 hour days. You know what I'm saying? They got instruments in their trunk. <laughs> they got couriers trying to send stuff to them. And, you know, so they're all over the place. So when they get some time to our department, they got there at the best time they could possibly get there, even though it didn't meet our 24 hours. Now, I'm not saying that we should, you know, forgive them because we do have rules and regulations and it's in place for a reason. I'm just saying maybe if we can have their phone number, I've been in hospitals and I've been in charge of contacting reps, having a phone number. Hey, you know, we doing this case today. I know we got, what is it? Invasive, invasive, invasive. I can't think. I think it's invasive. I see that they're using those instruments today. They're not in, you know, where are you? What's going on? Where are the sets? Trying to be more in communication with them because they're running raggedy. And when they come dashing in there trying to get stuff done, a lot of times they are tired. Family haven't seen them. They haven't eaten and they just running on empty. So it's a good idea too to kind of reach out to them and see what we can do to help them out. And I think, you know, you can't do it for everybody, but I think if some of them actually see that, you know, we are trying to help them out, trust me. A lot of times they'll see what they can do for us. You know what I mean? And I ain't talking about no damn pizza party or nothing like that or bringing no cupcakes because a lot of companies have regulations and rules on that receiving gifts. I'm just talking about doing things that help us out. You know what I mean? I've been in places where you got reps, check the instruments to see if they're dirty. They even put integrators in the sets. You know what I mean? The sets are ready to go. They're rep checked. You know what I mean? And then you go to other places where the sets come through there and they dirty as hell. And it's like, okay, the rep just had this set because he had to replenish it. Why is it all this bone and blood and all this other stuff? Because they don't check their sets. They leave that up to us. I'm not talking about helping out that tech. We probably need to have a conversation with him, but... Um, I'm talking about trying to put that culture together where you can have other people help you and you help them so it'll make everybody's job easier because honestly, a lot of things the manager cannot do because the manager is not out there. So some things we have to do. And then I move on to EVS. I'll give you a story with EVS. Now, I didn't work with, uh, I was at a hospital and EVS would come through there. Now check this out. EVS would come through the department and they will mop decon first and then they would come through the uh the prep and pack area and then they would mop that and i knew you know what i'm saying to the department to the hospital and everything and i'm talking to one of the people who've been there for years and i'm like okay so why your boy they's like yeah you know we tried to tell him that and they don't want to listen or whatever i'm like okay well damn that we know that's cross-contamination and we know that's going the opposite way but we're gonna watch him do it so guess what I hollered at old boy and talked to him about that. He didn't even understand why it was a problem. And the way I got at him, I was like, you know, do you know why you can't mop that way? You know what I mean? And he was like, nobody ever talked to me about it. He said, nobody explained it to me like that. You know what I'm saying? And from that day forward, I swear to God, he mopped, he did the right thing and changed out the mops. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't understand cross-contamination because in his mind, he was like, I'm just EVS. I'm like, baby, you bigger than that. You are part of infection control. You know what I'm saying? So having that conversation, I've been in hospitals where they change out the trash bags at their workstation and throw it into the bigger trash can. You know what I'm saying? So when EVS come through, they just hit the big trash cans. So that's value that you creating for them. And hopefully they'll understand that because they can do a little bit extra for you. Now I know I've been in places where EVS ain't even mopping the damn floor, baby. They not even dusting. Dust buddies are everywhere. But I'm just saying, it's just a star to create that culture that you help me, I can help you out. And creating that um, that value. 
You know what I mean? Um, also, I'm thinking about the auxiliary departments, LND, the cancer clinic, and all these other people. How hard is it? Now, have you been in a situation where, and I'm, I'm at 12 minutes, I'm trying to wrap this up because it's late, I got classes. Have you been in a situation where you got like the clinics or the auxiliary, whoever, small little clinics bring you instruments? It'd be four or five instruments, no spray on them, dry. And I'm like, okay, now check this out. Wait a minute. I know doggone well it wasn't emergency surgery because y'all not doing surgeries. I know doggone well you had time to spray this instrument. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? They right back there tomorrow ready for their instruments to be handed back to them when they're dirty. I've been in places where the gum coats were the dirtiest I've ever seen in my life. Under the bells, the bells were so nasty and corroded when they brought them to us every single night, they would bring us about 15 or 20 gum coats. And I'm like, how do they get this dirty? And you're not even spraying them. Some of them still had skin on them. And I'm like, do they understand that when they come tomorrow and they're mad because we don't have the 15 that they brought us and they can't take the 15 back to them, it's because you're not spraying them and cleaning them off and doing that bedside cleaning. So I'm like, if we can educate them, I mean, no disrespect, not getting all, you know what I mean, out of pocket with them, be like, hey, we can get these back to you guys fast. I know you need them, but if you can go ahead and spray them and soak them and rinse them and pre-clean them, we can get them back faster. That'll help. I've talked to people. I've done things like that. And a lot of people don't even, they're clueless, baby. You look at the OR, let me tell you. You got them OR nurses up there. They getting hollered at at the doctor. You got scrub techs turning over rooms, dealing with the patient care, getting cussed out by doctors. A lot of them don't even have breaks. I didn't didn't have homies that were scrub techs and nurses that I worked with and hung out with. And they get run raggedy up there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when they get to us and talk to us, People think, oh, they talking down and bad to us. Shit, they didn't have a horrible day too. Now, some people just disrespectful. I'm not saying don't check nobody when they trying to disrespect you. I'm just saying that they, some people reflect what they've been through on other people if you allow them. But don't allow nobody to run over you. I'm not trying to say nothing like that. That'd be crazy. But anyways, um, I'm just saying to make things different and make people life a little bit better if you can. And let me see, do I have anything else? You're going to fight against the clock yeah so yeah i was just saying yeah because oh they got to turn over them rooms they have numbers and times in which they have to turn them rooms over real fast so a lot of times they always go 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 and they try to push that on us but we can't go go like that everything about us is time you know what i'm saying the sterilizer gonna sterilize at a certain time the washer got a certain time it's gonna do the instruments cool at a certain time the biological will clear at a certain time and we cannot push those numbers on the time because we are compromised patient safety so I just wanted to say that. And then last, I'm going to end with this. The only other people that we have also involved with this, we got Isham, we got CDC, we got OSHA, we got all these other stakeholders that's also involved in there. So it'd be good for us to, you know what I mean? You got OSHA, you can um, log into their website and they have all kinds of different training programs and stuff like that for you to up your knowledge on whether it's spills, the bloodborne pathogens and different things like that for you to increase your skills to make you a subject matter when it comes down to talking about something because a lot of people are not trying to be in sterile processing forever. You know, a lot of people want to move on to other areas, but you can upgrade your skills if you just start talking to people and if you just start asking for more. You know what I'm saying? You don't don't have to be in the same position or you can move up in the sterile processing department because everybody know we need people in there that fight dirty. And I'm stealing that from um, 
beyond clean. But anyways, over and out.